Do you come to Milwaukee often? Well, shit, I guess we can probably just start it. Sweet. I mean, I've already, I've been recording this whole time, so yeah. we actually have already started technically, so okay. I guess I'll do a little <laughs> welcome to the show, everybody. Hey there. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Let's give a little uh, inaugural applause. This is the uh, pilot episode of Miltaki. I'm your host, Bruce City Benjamin, and I have two wonderful women here joining me from across the entire nation, from San Francisco calling into milwaukee wisconsin i got big mams marie yep, yep. marie my buddy marie and elsa hi <laughs> <laughs> well thank you two for joining me on my like i said pilot episode on miltaki here we'll be doing this uh, every week uh these two ladies will i think be joining me fairly frequently Marie's going to be kind of my co-host during this and we're just going to have people on my tagline is uh conversations that are sometimes important but often not so we're gonna be talking about a wide variety of things here today we got three topics uh we're doing we're comparing wisconsin and california because uh me and marie are from wisconsin but she's lived out in california for what is it now marie seven years that's it i thought it was more than that no seven all right. Well, seven years. Elsa, how long you been out there? Ten. And how many? How, what is your Wisconsin experience uh, outside of the one time I met you there? Uh, that was about it. That about sums yeah. it up. <laughs> okay, so, so you are a resident expert on this topic. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. Good. And uh, how long have you been in California? Uh. Well, I yeah, about ten years, I would say. Um, okay. And then before that, I would say I was from Hawaii. I am really excited to hear about some of these stories. So that'll be our first topic. Our second one was, oh my God, I already forgot them. Uh, our second one was, oh yeah, the COVID dating scene. Yep. Uh, <laughs> or are all, all three of us single? Is that correct? Yepers. So single. Okay. Are your roomies, are your roomies single too? No, they're dating each other. Yeah. To clarify, oh. we're living with a couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, I'm sure that's never awkward. I mean, Maria and I are kind of a pair ourselves. Yeah. So, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you guys are more soulmates, mm-hmm. like That's life partners. Probably accurate. Yeah. Okay. And then our third and final topic was going to be Maria again. If you're going to be my co-host, you got to be my memory because I have none. Uh, I think we're going to talk about how stupid technology is and how it's ruining oh, our yes. lives. Yes. Which is really, this is just an excuse because I just want to rant on Elon Musk and how much I hate that fucker's face. So I'm into that. I'm into that. It's going to be a lot about just him and Mark Zuckerberg and how much they suck. But whatever. You guys, I want to hear a lot from you guys because you guys are a skip and a throwaway from Silicon Valley. So I bet your tech bias is that. Or maybe you love the the Valley. Who knows? Saturated. We're saturated with it over here. (laughs) I I kind of expect it. All right. Well, let's let's get into it. I'm going to do a, a quick pause here because I'm going to be doing interludes. My my theme songs are going to be uh, 90s 90s hip hop theme. So I got to do a little little footnote here because I'm still te- I'm still learning the Zencaster insert interlude.
Oh, that's cool. It tells me where it is. All right. This will all be edited out, Dory. Yeah. Is there a way to mute ourselves <laughs> if so needed? <laughs> yeah, you, you can mute yourselves at any point. I think I just do that up there. Oh, nice. All right. All right. And, and we're back. Uh, all right. Let's get this Cali, Wisconsin thing going. I'm really excited to talk about this because, all right, Murray, you've been out there seven years. I, I, I think I've been out to California a total of, shit, uh, I think it's like six or seven times now. Oh, nice. I've been to San Francisco to see you, and then I think I've been to LA four times. And I saw you in LA that one time. Which time? Uh, wait. Yes. And you which, met, which that's when you met Lily for the first time. Yes, yeah. that's right. Oh, man, that was a fun one. I liked Yeah, Lily. that was fun. Yeah, I loved her ranting against uh, California. That was my favorite part of the trip. Yeah, Lily's the best. So I want to start with uh, I want to start with Marie. What, what what would you say? Let's go with one thing. It can be a, it can be a big important thing, or it can be just a, a little day to day thing. Your biggest day to day difference between Wisconsin and California. Well, the obvious answer <laughs> is snow. I mean, it oh, yeah, never yeah. dips below forty degrees in the Bay Area. If it does, it's very, very rare. So I don't ever have to shovel anything, which is fucking awesome. Do you have a snowblower yet? No, because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, dude. Come on. Invest, <laughs> bro. I'm like a year away from needing one just because of my back. Yeah. I'm getting old as shit. Man. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking every yeah. year. Yeah. But okay. But Elsa is in a very different uh, situation because she came from Hawaii. So it's not like she went from the rugged winters of Wisconsin to California. No, I would say the climate change wasn't that hard to adjust to <laughs> between Hawaii and San Francisco. What um, is it? Because San Francisco, though, isn't like it's not San Diego. Like it's not exactly there are cold days in San Francisco. I mean, when I was out there, it was chilly as hell. Yeah, that one day that you were wearing like that you were wearing a warrior's jersey and the fog rolled in and everyone was just staring at you and you were just like, I'm from Wisconsin. It doesn't fucking yeah. matter. And it was great. And first off, it was a little dicky jersey in in with a little uh warrior's jersey logo. No, we were at the uh what was that that festival we went to? The comedy yeah, festival. Yeah, that comedy festival. That was so much fun. And that we saw fun. uh the what are they called? The the girls, that duo. Oh yeah, broad broad city. Broad city girls, yeah. Broad city? Yeah. Oh, I love them. They you do saw that them comedy. do a script read. Yeah. yeah, they do that comedy festival down at the Civic Center. That over was a the bumper summer. shoot. It was like, uh, like a three day comedy. God, and we saw Pete Davidson. Yeah, he did. We saw Bill. We saw Sorry. Bill Bird do. Uh, we saw Bill Bird do drumming. Oh yeah, that's right. Do you remember that Bill Bird was doing uh, yeah. karaoke drumming? That was pretty good. Yeah. Have you seen Pete's newest stand up? I liked it. It came out like within the last year. Kind of okay. This is not California related, but I'm glad we are touching on this. Why is Pete Davidson so popular? I don't know. I think obviously because he dated Ariana Grande a little bit. <laughs> okay, that's that's mostly it. Though, a little right? bit like I don't, I don't even dislike him. I find him pretty funny, but like yeah, I just I do don't understand too. why he's such a big deal. I also think there's a lot of us like myself that maybe have a. That little bad boy thing, you know, we kind of, we kind (laughs) of like it up to a certain point. I am a fucking adult. (laughs) He's he's a bad boy just because he's got like tattoos and shit. You know, no, he's struggled. He's had, uh, Uh, okay. Okay. So you could fix him. You could could mend him. That he's overcome. And yeah, he seems like the kind of guy you could talk about your emotions with. Uh, I do. I feel like he has intense emotions. Okay. I get it. I get it. Okay. 
Didn't his dad die nine eleven? Isn't that a thing too? Oh, yes, really. He was a yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I just remember. I was like, yeah, something fucking tragic happened to that dude, that's but I couldn't remember what. Awful. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah. So, like I said, Elsa, I'm I'm a downer. I will always bring the downer. <laughs> yeah, I just brought up someone dying on 9-11 when we're supposed oh, to be talking about California. Down. I mean, so. I started the Pete Davidson defense group. <laughs> 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 I'm going to like him. <laughs> all right, all right. He's on your list. He's on your list. I get it. All right. Let's get back into some Wisconsin, California stuff, though. What about like, okay, so I don't think I've been out to California in like two years or so. The thing I loved about when I met Lily out there, Marie, was because I was out there for that chronic homeless uh, conference for that the housing company yeah. that I worked for or whatever. And yeah. she went on that rant about oh. California's uh, outlook towards the homeless, which is one of my favorite rants I've ever heard in person. I can repeat some of it if you'd like. Yeah, please do it. Please yeah. get on your soapbox. It was great. Um, and I think when I first heard her go on or go on about it, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is a lot. But now I'm like, now I try and share it all the time because I think she's fucking right. But it's like, you know, in San Francisco, we spend a ton of money taxpayers towards our like homeless population and towards like systems to support that different services. But like, the truth is, is that like, there's so many homeless people in this city and we act like we're doing something about it and we're trying, but we're fucking not. And if you compare it to a place like Madison, where there's also a homeless population or like Lily who lives in Minneapolis, like if you don't actually provide housing for those people come spring, you're going to have fucking human popsicles on the corner of the road because people will die. And here it's like, oh yeah, we like try and do stuff and we put money towards it, but we actually don't. We just fucking make them move out of their place all the time. They're not allowed to like stay in one spot and then we don't even put them up anywhere. It's fucking Well, and that was, that, that was the main thing that I loved about Lily having the perspective of Minnesota because the whole thing I was there for the conference for was housing first, which if you're unfamiliar with housing first, it's, it's basically you just it's a type of housing for chronically homeless folks where you just put them in a place like there's no yeah. strings attached. There's no like, yeah. you know, they don't have to be in rehab or something like that. 99% of the time they end up getting services, their services provided, but there's no like technical strings attached yeah. and it saves a ton of money for the city, the taxpayers, like it's a win, win, win for everybody, but there's a lot of like the public that doesn't like it. And as Lily was going on this ranch, she was like in California, everyone's just like, well, it's their choice. They just like, if they want to live on the fucking street, they like, why are we going to stop them? or whatever no, versus I mean, in in Milwaukee it's like well if they do that they're going to fucking die like die. we have yeah. to we have to provide them and like yeah one out of a hundred of them are trying to you know live this Jack Kerouac life of like life on the street or whatever but most of them are like you know mental health issues or like trying to get off of it and need a fucking it's not it's not most of the time a choice yeah. Well, San Francisco, I'd say we've been able to turn them into a business. Yeah, like, exactly. It's a million dollar business at this point. It's atrocious. Yeah. And there's so much fucking money in the Bay Area. Like, why aren't any of these big companies putting money towards? I'm sure they like they are, quote, but they can don't. Know. What, 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 whatever happened to uh, this? Will, this is this might come back to our tech one. But whatever happened to I can't remember if it was Bezos or Zuckerberg, but somebody donated like 10 billion dollars or like a hundred million dollars or something for, for housing first in California. And it was supposed to be like this. Okay. This is like California's finally taken on. And I swear I heard that headline like two years ago and it's never, nothing has ever come of it since. I mean, I know recently that I don't remember that, but I know like, and Sarah Sluter does a lot of this work in LA, but like um, the state put a bunch of money towards they're calling them like, it's like room key. Um, so 
renovating like rundown or old motels and turning them into like single rooms for homeless people to transition into more permanent housing. Um, and that's a lot of what like Sarah does in LA, but that's like, I haven't seen, I'm sure they're doing something like that in the Bay, but I just know they're doing a lot of that down in LA. And we've seen how like this unregulated tech really just means like 10 years ago, it still felt a little bit exciting. Like it was all about the new innovations here and it just quickly turned into money. It's all just money now and too much money shoved into one place in a very short amount of time is very hard on the same groups of people. And we keep repeating this story. Like I'm sick of it. I'm so tired of it. Yeah. You know, you know what the day I think I realized or like was the death of like the false hope of Silicon Valley being like the people that might save us and take us a new utopia is when Google changed their corporate motto from do no evil they like had to change it or something. And I remember that seeing that headline like five years ago. And like, I was like, oh, well, that's God. a bad fucking sign. Like, yeah, that is a bad sign when that can no longer <laughs> be your false. We're not allowed to say we don't do <laughs> <Yeah>. this anymore. <laughs> we may or may not be dabbling in some light evil. Uh, so, yeah, for liability purposes, we need to uh, allow us some evil wiggle room. <laughs> so, Ben, what's your favorite thing to do in Milwaukee? Okay, yeah, I, I, I'm glad we're transitioning from the beautiful California to the stunning Wisconsin. Yes, uh, I'm sure everyone, and this is a Milwaukee podcast after all. Um, okay, my favorite thing in Wisconsin, like in all of Wisconsin or Milwaukee? Both. Huh. Um, you know something? Okay, my favorite thing, in, I don't know if this is my favorite thing in Wisconsin, but it's 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 a underrated thing that I always like doing. And I probably only done it like five times, but I love going to that cave of the mountains. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I went there when I was eight. <laughs> yeah. That's it's right. freaking great. It's when you guys come here, we've, we got to go to, oh, wait, yeah. Wait, didn't you go with me Elsa? Yeah. I'm pretty, I, unless there is another cave you would have taken me to. <laughs> no, no, I definitely don't have a network. Okay. I forgot we went to cave of the mountains. Oh you my have God. A so, of caves, ben? <laughs> I mean, technically caves usually aren't networks. Fair enough. Wow. That was deep, bro. I know. Thank you. The the show, like I said, sometimes we talk about very deep, interesting stuff. (laughs) Magnus, how's that work? Okay. But yeah, I I forgot that we went to. So, okay. How long ago was it when you came into, I guess, actually, you know what? I never introduced how I know you guys. I went to high school with Marie um, and many other people that you'll hear on this. Uh, Elsa is one of of Marie's best friends or her soulmate, depending on what day you want to ask. (laughs) And uh, I met her when you came for, was it Nani's wedding? Yeah, Danielle and Michael's, yeah. Danielle's wedding. And yes, I forgot, we did go to Cave of the Mounds. I had to, I had to entertain you because Marie was on. Uh, yeah, Marie had some serious duties. That yeah, you did have, shit. Marie always has duties. <laughs> or maid of honor. Maid of honor, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So we went spelunking. <laughs> yeah, that's where I learned um, that stalactites hang tight. Yep, typed from the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, it's so lame to be like, what's your favorite thing in Wisconsin? A cave. Oh, a cave, and I hang out with a bunch yeah. of five-year-olds. Fucking creepy, <laughs> man. Not a, yeah, oh, God, you're making me sound like a, like a pedophile troll. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, okay, non-cave, non-geological things in Milwaukee. Any day I'm on the river is a good day, whether kayaking or boating. 
Uh, we rented a pontoon boat last year. God, we're going to oh, be doing that. All, when you guys come here this summer, we will be doing that. It's, yeah, it's for super sure. Cheap, super simple. So excited. In fact, maybe the next things you talk about could be like, what are we going to get to? What does Elsa get to do yeah. in a long weekend in Milwaukee? Okay. I'm so excited about like seeing this wondrous. I just love being on boats and drinking, you know, like two of my yeah. favorite so, things there is the hop. We have a streetcar now that is literally right outside of the condo. Oh, you did end up getting that streetcar. I think the last time yeah. I was in Milwaukee, they were, they were just deciding on it or starting we're, the plans or something. That was like two years we're ago. We're a real city now. Dang. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's like, it's literally like a mile loop. It's tiny, but it's, it's pretty sweet. Oh, we should and, ride uh, that for I sure. I'm sure we'd be on a streetcar. The Milwaukee and it's free. Streetcar. And it's the free. hop. They call it the hop. Dude, the do you hop. have to show a Wisconsin ID or? Mm-mm. Sweet. Well, that's already have... better than the San Francisco streetcar. Yeah, no kidding. Costs Seven money bucks. And doesn't really, really? take you anywhere you really want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I never actually rode that the time I was out there. Yeah. Well, it's pretty. Uh... So I would say you guys are coming in, what is it, June, August? July or August. July or August. Um, we'll definitely, so we'll do it. We'll do a day downtown. We'll go, we'll rent out a boat. So I think last time you get a pontoon for like three, four hours or something like that. Last time we did it, it was like me, Corey, Okada, James, Julieta, my folks, uh, a couple other folks. So it was a good time. I think we had like 10 people on it. It's a good ass time. You can go up yeah, and down the river. You can go into the bay. Yeah. We'll stop and get tacos from streetcars and shit like that. Yeah. It'll be a good day. I can't wait. I mean, but just to like get back to the California versus Wisconsin, to be clear, uh, tacos in Wisconsin are not the same as tacos in California. Oh, no, no, no. They're incomparable. <laughs> in fact, the food period mm. is incomparable. Um. Except for a, fr- a fish fry. I'd, I'd, I'd only eat a fish fry in Wisconsin. I don't even okay. they fucking have them out here. I will say this. I will say without a doubt, the ceiling of food in, say, in L.A., without a doubt, is higher. There's just no way around it. There's better and crazier restaurants and cool shit or whatever. But, like, don't downplay the Milwaukee restaurant situation. It's pretty damn good. It's very diverse. There's a lot of good things to choose from. Like, we do got a lot of good shit here. Don't consider Jimmy John's a fucking diverse. <laughs> See, this is the trash that people, this is why I get so mad when they're like, this is why I hate when it's like, oh, if you go to Wisconsin, you got to eat Culver's. And yeah, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I hate that shit. Like, it's like, there are, we have real restaurants. You do? No. Yeah, yeah like, like you, there are places that don't serve fried cheese curds. What did I eat when I went to Madison? And I'm like, well, I definitely had meat on a stick. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, we have all of those. A things. ton. Wait, did, <laughs> didn't we take you to like this? No, that wasn't the. We went to like the, a. It was the a farmers market yeah. on the square. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's. What I was so eating. jealous. And Ben, what the fuck? You didn't even feed her hot bread. I can't believe that. I right may have had there. hot bread, and I don't remember it. There was a lot of food. Food that day. Yeah. I think that's I'm it. trying to think. The closest thing I can think of is I knew this uh, couple who lived on a sailboat that I found. They're from Wisconsin, and they sailed out the Great Lakes, oh, across Canada, down the buggy Atlantic, came through the canal, out to the Pacific, and that's where I met them. Like, how insane. fucking wild is that? They're yeah, amazing. That's pretty awesome. That that's like literally, awesome. that's my dream life. Yeah, seriously. Actually, we should do an episode with Elsa on boat life. Yeah. Shout out to oh, Uproar. I also yes. love that their boat was a... Uproar is um oh my god, I'm blinking now. Help me out. Yeah, I never got a proper full story on your fucking year oh, voyage around the world. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. After yeah. 
you know, the angry one. We could do a boat one. Yeah. Elsa, you you got to be a regular guest here every now and again. Yeah. There's stories I want to hear from you. I want to hear Hawaii stories. I want to hear yachting stories. I got a few. Right, <laughs> I went to right. Hawaii too, so I could talk about my vacation with my family. I would love to know what like a Hawaii family vacation would look like. Yeah. What We're are the tourists? What are the normal? What is like the biggest tourist traps in Hawaii? I don't even know much about Hawaii. Oh, luau's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely luau's. You know, Hawaii has changed a remarkable amount in the past decade too. Like every time I go home, my head's just spinning with like all the new developments. I feel like the things that I knew that I used to do are no longer relevant. <laughs> like you're saying like culturally it's changed or like, like there's just so much development. It's just like exploded. Like yeah, there's just I think population. That probably. Um, I mean, not exactly. Yeah. Like to get the, both of those things are happening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Maria, what is, uh, what is your, are you sad to be leaving San Francisco? Are you like relieved? Like it's finally over. Are you excited for San Diego? What's your, what's your vibe as your, as your parting ways? I mean, I, uh, yeah, I'm excited for the next thing. I'm excited to be in San Diego. Um, I'm obviously excited to be closer to Sarah and Danielle. Sure. If that's like his headphones. Oh, Oh, I'm not sure if that's registering as the, audio or not but i was just yeah. curious then stop we will your head we will find out i can't i'm so add i know <laughs> i have to move you know that well our mic might be catching that up catching that it might. yeah I, I do have a runny nose so is it is it me sniffing when i go no it's no, like no, you're it's hitting your microphone an electronic oh yeah that's that could be that could be it i'll try to stop moving i will well there's no way i'm gonna be able to control yeah, myself there's but. no way <laughs> <laughs> well, what, uh, another thing we could do when you come it's been a long time since we've done this Maria is a, a sugar river uh, oh dude I was gonna bring that up actually because um we there's a few things that Elsa and I want to do in the Bay Area or like Northern California before we leave and one of them is there's a a big river in Northern California called the Russian River and they do tubes too so there's a oh it's a tube situation yeah uh, see, uh, it's a it's a lazy it. river it's never a lazy floated river. ever never oh uh, it's the most Wisconsin day you'll ever have yeah. you just get really drunk there's fucking horses at some point yeah. around the river there's just wild horses that walk through it's beautiful what? You, yeah you might get sick the next day because the river's pretty dirty but it's fun day yeah. oh great okay good good just don't <laughs> don't drink the river water good I'll try to drink the least amount possible uh, what about logistics though are they like set up like. How do they get you back to your car? What if the river's slow that day? They, <laughs> so they have like a van. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then so usually- you take it, it's like a three, four hour ride down the river, and then there's a van that takes you back to the start. Yeah. Well, I probably by then I'd need a taxi and not my own vehicle. <laughs> oh, no. In Wisconsin, it's legal to drive drunk. Yeah. It's actually illegal to not drive drunk. Like yeah. You get pulled they over frown, they sober, frown upon it. They, well, they, well, sh- they shoot you on site. Yeah. Between California and Wisconsin. Yeah, and the the teen drinking. Yeah, there's so much like the later I get in life, like, oh my God, there are so many things that seem normal that are so problematic. Looking back on it. In Wisconsin, it's just like you get out of it and you're like, holy shit. It's it's insane. It really is insane. It's fucking nuts. Did I ever tell you my story about my buddy Nick Shooty when he went down to Daytona? No. 
So they Ooh, went down Nick to Judy. Sounds like a great name. Yeah, is that <laughs> Nick Judy went down? It really is his name. He's a guy I, I, I lived <laughs> with him in college. He's a great guy. I worked with him all this stuff. Cool guy. He went down to uh, Daytona Beach for spring break. I don't know. Probably lives. He's like twenty two or some shit like that. And they uh, signed up for some beer Olympic like drinking competition tournament or whatever and they're like about to they're like signing up for whatever they have to show ids and the guy's like oh shit you guys are from wisconsin he's like yeah, he's like, yeah I'm, I'm sorry like we have a house rule like we don't let you guys play and he was like what and he was like no nah, look and there was like a sign on the thing it was like people from wisconsin not allowed to play and he was just like you guys and he was just like he was just like you guys always win it's not fair and he and shooty apparently was just like uh well this is kind of a badge honor in a weird way so it's it's hilarious but kind of fucked up and then like i don't know when he came home he was like yeah maybe this is a little different than most states like maybe we do are just collective alcoholics yeah we really are they profiled him but accurately yep yeah i mean it's fun at times but it's also uh crippling and <laughs> very problematic yeah yeah so Again, I'm just here to depress yeah, everyone. So down, let's everyone. we'll just end on that very <laughs> depressing note. So yes, that is Wisconsin and California. We kind of talked about them for a little bit. That's been about twenty some minutes. So we're gonna we're gonna take a little break here. Hear from our sponsors. No, I'm kidding. I don't refill our wine glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, alcoholism, do you guys want to do s- single life next or technology? Oh, I think probably tech because I think it'd be nice to end on a light note. Yeah, that's true. There's no way we're gonna. This is gonna be a overall happy conversation. <laughs> yeah. All right, what are we talking about now? We're doing tech. Well, hold on. We're not. There's no way single life is going to be a happy conversation. At least for me. I so. think it'd be fun. Though, <laughs> no, least. that's true. Yeah, my yes. my single life's pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. All right. I'll, I'll just go into myself deprecating. Yeah, we'll do it. All right. Let's Are do tech first. Technology? Let's yeah, get that one out tech. of the way. I'm not excited about talking about that for 20 minutes. That's what I was trying to vocalize. Like, we should do this next. <laughs> we, don't, right, we don't have to. Th- Let's talk about the fun technology then. How about that? Like sex robots. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we'll talk about like. Um, ben, you have a VR, don't you? I do have VR. I do yeah. have VR. So, okay, here, here's my outlook on technology in general. Um, I actually am very optimistic in many ways. My, my whole, like, outlook on humanity is in our lifetime. Like, if we get past a certain threshold and don't kill ourselves, I think I'm really excited for the future. But that's a huge if because I actually think we might kill ourselves. Okay. So, like, that's the I, – I don't know if that's cynical or optimistic, but my, I'm, like, really optimistic if we make it. Okay, but my question is, what is that threshold that you're waiting for for us to prove that we can make it? Um, okay, you asked a question. I'm trying to debate how – do you want me to go on a really deep rant here? Yes, we do. Always. Okay. The, the Oh, God. How do I even start this? The only way I realistically see it is in our lifetime – I think the biggest problem we have coming in our, well, there's a couple, there's a couple, but the world wars always happen when chaos happens. Uh, When there's a powder keg of tension and all this stuff, you'll see in, in, in Europe and stuff right now, they're badly handling a 1 million refugee situation or whatever. They're talking about by 2050, Vietnam is going to be underwater and we're going to have like a hundred million, 200 million refugees. So that is about the time when I am really, really worried about 
the world free falling into chaos because I think if we can't handle 1 million and we have 100 million refugees or something like that, that's the type of chaos that sets us into like a very dangerous situ- situation. So that's about the timeline I'm, I'm worried about is around 2050. And the threshold we have to pass is if you look historically at societal structures when they grow, it's the best kind of way that it gets to where that, uh, I think the stable, the, the most stable countries, you have to start with kind of an autocratic ruler. You get to kind of a, a, a democracy at some point. And then the end game should kind of be like a hybrid socialized thing, like say a Denmark or a lot of European countries. That's where I think the U.S. is heading. And I think that we may or may not get there because I think we're about to fall into a cycle of fascism very soon, just with all the things I was talking about with the crises and the chaos and all that stuff. So to me, it's, one of those two paths are going to kind of win out the fascist uh, players throughout the world, or the world's going to kind of end up in a socialized democracy, like a social democracy kind of as a global government that has different sections and stuff like that. And if we get to that as a society, as a species, all that stuff, I think we can actually flourish. I just don't know if we'll actually get there. So that was my very long, very complicated answer, but that's what I'm worried about the most in our lifetime or like, actually more so for like my niece and nephew. Uh, For our listeners, that was a very short rant for Ben. That was actually less than two minutes. So I'm I'm trying to be succinct. (laughs) I'm trying to be succinct. Well, okay. I could go into detail on that was a, like, I basically just pitched world war three. So if you actually (laughs) want me to like go into that. No, I want also to respond to you. So what I, well, I had a few thoughts and I definitely want to, propose what my threshold is after but my first thought is um when you were in school did you ever read any hegel like he was all about how chuck hegel Hegel. uh no uh fuck what was his first name he's some he's like a german well he, he did a lot of things like all the guys back then did like a bunch of stuff but he had this whole like historian philosopher side of him and he kind of believed that societies just swung back and forth like a pendulum like we were either like in a period of intensity that would then like wane into a little bit of birth and regrowth and then like kind of swing back. And so he had an idea maybe that it would, I actually can't remember. So I don't, I don't want to misparaphrase him entirely, but I can't remember if he thought that it would just keep swinging forever. And that was the nature of humanity or that maybe essentially it would eventually balance itself out, which is kind of your, threshold is how I'm seeing it is uh, we've, we've made it past the swinging back and forth. So, so, so here's the thing though, cause I agree with you completely. Uh, I'm a history political science major and like the pendulum thing is fucking, have you ever heard the quote, hard times create strong men, strong men create uh, good times, good times create weak men and weak, te- weak men create hard times. And then the cycle just starts all over again. I don't think I have, but I like it. Do you know who said that? Um, I don't, I think it's, I think it's one of those ones, almost like that Gandhi quote where everybody said it and there's right. like six people, you know what I mean? <laughs> like be the chain or whatever. And there's like six people who said it, but like, it kind of talks about that quote sums up the, the cyclical pendulum that you're talking about. And I think we're right in the, the, uh, we're in the weak men phase right now. Like the Donald Trump juniors of the world are the, the weak men generation where they're just going to fuck it up and create hard times for everyone. And then we're going to start the cycle all over again. But the difference is while this cycle and pendulum happens throughout time, the wild card and the one variable and the one outlier that, that is 
people are always the same. Technology is the one thing that is different. We have never been able to kill ourselves as a species. We've never been able to do like the massive harm uh, that we have been able to now. So like, while yes, this is the same as it's always been, the stakes have never been higher. We've never had a global, we've had a global war. Obviously we've had world wars. We've had global discussions, but this is a new age. War is different. We don't know what a world, a war world war would look like now. It wouldn't be what war was in the past. Like we don't know what war is nowadays because it's just the only wars we have are like Afghanistan, where it's like a, an army versus a guerrilla army, which isn't like a traditional war. Uh, so I don't really know what to expect, but the, the technology changes everything. So that's why I'm like, if we just get past that threshold, I think we'll be okay. But I don't know if we will or not, because in the past you might lose the war, but then people will progress eventually because that's human nature. But now we have the ability to actually end the cycle. We basically need to learn how to protect ourselves now from our human nature in order to survive because we, it has obviously been shown that we will just, we'll take everything we can. <laughs> so we are as a species. Exactly. But the problem is humans aren't good at learning that. <laughs> like, well, it's we, 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 right we, are, we haven't been prioritizing education for fucking decades. No, I'm sorry. No. Or, <laughs> are you kidding? No, no. Talk about 20 okay, times. Okay, good, good, good. But here's, okay, so, whoa, sorry, that was my wine glass. No, that, that sounded like a baller <laughs> cheers. I was just getting ready because I was like, going to get on my own soapbox for a moment. Because I have a very Brand. objective threshold about how it. to be able to tell if humanity has done that thing we're talking about. Overcome whatever it is that proves we can last. Um, for me is, uh, and I, I don't know, it's going to be like, very general, but like, if you could just track how the environment has deteriorated over the past decades, and you can with a very just like a simple metric, and this isn't obviously all encompassing, but just a simple just like how much percentage of uh, like trans, uh, sorry, land or trees or something has been like removed or decimated or repurposed. That is an actual mathematical percentage we can somewhat track. Um I don't know if you, if anyone here is a David Attenborough fan, but his movie, A Life on Earth, yes. was like kind of getting at this, like, hey, look, he was trying to really show us some data that we can under, in ways we can understand. Like, oh, since he was this age to now this age, this percentage of the environment has been impacted. And I found those numbers very powerful. And I found that that was a good way to be able to like understand my impact on the environment is not just how we get it as a consumer. Like you have to do all these things. Otherwise, like you're a bad person in the world we're in when really it's like really just the corporations and it's not really an individual problem. Let's be real. Um, but oh, I, th it, I thought it was my fault. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sorry. The amount of water you could save by turning off the fossil while you brush your teeth is not going to save the world at this point. I love, um, I love when like BP uh, like tweets, like, yeah. how are you, like, what is, what is your, uh, carbon footprint or whatever? It's like, fuck y'all. Like, are you seriously even gonna like act like you're concerned about this shit? So my threshold is when that percentage reverses itself a little. When the percentage stops getting smaller and smaller of how much left there is and it goes into a stasis and then we eventually start reversing the effects of global warming. That well, that's the point. is proof that like at a very zoomed out perspective that we're actually going to be able to be here. Cause I think we get so invested in like who we are and just forget like, well, we're only here because of one goddamn thing. And it kind of is this earth. 
Well, that's the funny thing. Like technology, technology is a tool, you know, a hammer, you can build a house or you can fucking murder someone. Like technology might be the thing that saves us from all these problems that we've created with technology. You know, like it might be the problem and solution. Um, and it's just a question of like, the thing that scares me is people always, when they think about technology, it's like, well, if we could do it, we would, but that's not understanding the system. There's so much technology that is available right now, but it isn't allowed or isn't readily available because governments or systems in place or people are holding it back or something. Like I always joke about, well, joke isn't probably the right word, but like if someone cured cancer tomorrow, there would be a lot of people that don't want that because like you said earlier, like that's ruining a business. Like that's an industry now. Like, like people are getting paid, like suffering is an industry at this point. And like the solutions to that are an industry. So like when, when anytime there's like a cure that becomes available, someone's losing a money stream. So like, even when humans are doing the right thing, there's pushback on it just for, for financial reasons. And to me, we're finally at the point where it's like, for the first time in human history, there is a ticking clock. I think we can get our shit together, but we got to do it faster than we are right now. Like, it's not just like uh, a casual thing at this point. And I don't know. I think we're we're beyond the um, the point of no return unless there are some incredible breakthroughs. But I don't know. We'll see. Who knows? hope I'm wrong. Downer. <laughs> I just, yeah. I hope you're right that we can. I worry sometimes. I guess I'm, I guess I'm not sure we can yet. I know we can. It's just the question of will. Will because we? The, yes, exactly. Yeah. I to me, the, 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 the act of will is so much harder. Like there's so much stuff with like, like just the idea that, uh, something like, I don't know, like, I don't want to get like super political in the tech talk or yeah, I do. What am I talking about? But like the idea that like a, a green new deal or something like that is controversial or something like that. And we can't, even with a fucking democratic Congress, like we can't get certain things passed or whatever. And then like, even when we do a, a good thing, it's like half of what it should be because everything is a compromise and everything's politicized right now. And it's like, okay, do we have the willpower to at some point, like what is the point where we just like get our shit together and will it be too late or not? Because we will have to at some point. Right. And we can't do that. I think, I don't think we'll be able to do that within the current system, the way it is. Like it has to be reset a little bit. I don't know what it is. Maybe something to do with like our government, not like taking so much money from corporations, maybe like, I think it's something to do with money because obviously that's the big motivator, but it's always something to do with money. Uh, exactly. It's always something to do yeah. with money. I'm not saying I yeah. know how to fix it. I'm saying maybe if you put me in power and let me make every decision, I think I could. <laughs> I, that's not I for one, am down with our with our new overlord Elsa. I'm down. Be, I'm a benevolent <laughs> dictator. Okay, like yeah. I take care of you. I think okay, power will change you. No, I I honestly have daydreams about this. I would step down after eight years, two terms. You'd that's be the George Washington of the globe. Years. <laughs> what would you uh, assign Marie to? What would her position be in your new global dictatorship? Fluffer. Oh, Marie, you got global fluffer. So is that for like, is that for like the world leaders? Like she has to fluff like the the Putins of the world? No, I I would allow her to choose her own fluff. (laughs) Okay. So so she's just giving handies to whoever she wants. That's her like government position. We are not going to share this podcast with my dad. (laughs) Oh, yes, we are. Oh, yes, we are. Hey, hey, Marie's dad. I'm sorry that I brought up your daughter giving hand jobs to people. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Marie is good at so many things. I think I would just want to hear whatever she felt passionate about. (laughs) Healthcare. Marie, 
So what would you want to be like a public health czar? That just sounds hard. I don't know. <laughs> That's like, it sounds, it sounds harder than fluffer. It's so fucked up. I wouldn't even know where to begin. Well, you, here's the thing though. We've reset the system. So it's like now oh, you, you just get, get to make your scratch. own calls. Exactly. We've That's taken true. And we, we, as a dictator. We've also, we've also we established like, this is a dictatorship. So yeah. you don't have to worry about bureaucracy. You know, let's just assume it was a totally peaceful, no casualties takeover. And now we're in charge. What do you get to do? Marie, what's your first policy as, as public health star? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, is I mean, you're on the spot. Well, like, obviously. I know access to care, right? I want I want healthcare to be accessible to everyone and I don't want to lose quality of care by doing that. Preach. Okay. You know? Okay. Write it in the tablets. <laughs> do you have another one? What else do I want to do as health? I'm just are? really glad you weren't like essential oils for all or something like that. No. I'm uh, not I'm not your brother I Adam. I, I know I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh <laughs> Dr. Burn. Sibling Burn. Sorry Adam, sorry. <laughs> He'll never forgive you. I know. Also, slander on his professional record. He's not an essential language guy. I no, actually I'm just don't he's, in, he's into some wild stuff, but I love I love his theories. I know. We should I want to do I want to do a podcast with him just so that I can hear. Oh, him. I already I already <laughs> talked to Adam. We are definitely doing one. And, and both of you honestly should be in this. We're gonna do some heavy ass topics, some okay, like good. philosophical meta ass shit. Well, I'm not that's not really uh, <laughs> I can say, but I feel like I always get Adam's theories through your lens and I'd like to just get Adam's theories through Adam's lens. So no, we'll do, we'll do a health. Uh, I want to have him and Jake on at some point too. Oh, just, fun. Uh, yes. Jake, he's my yeah. health partner. Yeah. I'll have you, you, you two and you two and Adam on would be, would be interesting. Yeah. We can, we can make him people. like first report to the czar. Yeah. Well, no, Jake <laughs> should probably be in charge. Jake's smarter than me. <laughs> well, you'll be the face. He'll be like yeah. your chief of staff and do all the work. Awesome. Yeah, we'll consult. I'm not in charge because I think we're the smartest people in the world. We'll consult those people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We need a Dr. Fauci. Yo, uh-huh. Ben, did you see that this week when Dr. Fauci was in that committee hearing and that one fucking douchebag was just like screaming at him and he was like, um, he was like, well, what, uh, Dr. Fauci, I need you to tell us when are the American people going to get their liberty back? And Dr. Fauci was like, I know that you're talking about liberty, but I'm talking about people's lives this is a public health crisis <laughs> yeah and funny the one that uh, always pisses me off is when you hear shit like what would the founding fathers say during all this shit and you're like bitch there was a fucking outbreak of smallpox during the revolutionary war and george washington fucking quarantined everybody so what would they think about <laughs> it they would have done all of this shit so and to be out. clear they're all fucking high on opium anyways so they're yeah not yeah and also yeah also these were a bunch of assholes from yeah. 300 years ago so like why so are we and, and like here. times change like they wrote a pretty good infrastructure and they what they did was pretty in- incredible but it's not a perfect like they're not fucking divine beings no, because no. they wrote it for white people too. Let's 100%. not forget. 100%. It was a yeah, bunch of times that. white people wanted to stay rich. So they yeah. left the country and made their own yes. country full of rich white people. Yeah. <laughs> There's many impressive things from it, but it is a very failable, flawed, uh, biased for specific. Yeah. For rich, not even just white men, rich white men specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So. Always uh, specifically. Give them a couple bit of credit, but at the end of the day, like, uh, it, it's like, uh, I don't know. Who are the good billionaires? Like a like a Bill Gates or something like that? Still a billionaire? Fuck them. 
What about Warren Buffett? Uh, no, he, uh, he fucks fish. No, I'm kidding. Oh, I don't know cool. anything about Warren. No, I'm just kidding. Oh uh, man, Ben, I have to tell you this. This is way off topic. <laughs> he seems actually really cool. Yes, please do. My brother has been telling me lately, he has a new conspiracy theory that he's really into. Have you heard about the, the theory that birds aren't real? And that they're <laughs> yes, just, I have heard um, of this. Yes. yeah, they're just government devices. And my favorite part is how the reason they land on, um, phone lines or those, like, what are the electric electricity lines is, is that's how they recharge oh wow i had not heard oh, this yo we got this, go this, like, no, this is one of the this is a this is a joke conspiracy theory there's another one like finland isn't real that's another one that i hear <laughs> sometimes it's it i swear to god i i okay i have a theory about all of these things i truly do believe that there is some like teenager in i don't know saint in in saint petersburg or something like that just like getting paid 15 bucks an hour by the Kremlin or whatever. And they're just like, just fuck with America. Just like get these balls rolling of chaos and bullshit on Twitter. And like, they don't like have some of them be realistic, have some of them be just as outlandish as you can. Americans will believe anything. Yeah, and there's just like are extremely suggestible, <laughs> like as oh, a yeah. country. So, Oh my God. Yeah. It just is like, it's so easy to fuck with us. Yeah, we're like a, a rich, spoiled person who's never been out allowed out of their house or something and doesn't understand like that people lie or something like that. All right, let's move on to the last topic. No, I wanna I haven't even said Elon Musk's name and I just need to say like <laughs> Five seconds. About, okay, I, I just need to say one his car design is cool. It's so fucking ugly. But what about his his rocket ship though? Okay, ship so here's the th- here's the thing. Here is my one thing about Elon Musk. There are some cool things he does. I actually like like uh, the idea that he at least does some fun things with his money or like does weird, like, like the drilling holes company, like the boring, I don't know if you've ever heard of his, his drilling company. No. You ever heard about that shit? It actually scares me because I'm pretty sure he built it to like build bunkers for rich people underneath it when the apocalypse happens. But that's another conspiracy theory. He has this gigantic uh, like boring company. Uh, and then his flamethrower as he shoots cars into space. There's cool shit about the guy, but he's a fucking asshole. And people think of him like he's Tony Stark and like he wants his brand to be Tony Stark, but he's not Tony Stark. And he got, he's not a genius. He got his money from his family who owned a fucking emerald mine in, in uh, South Africa. He's not like a super genius. He's fine. He's smart, obviously, or whatever, but like he's not Tony Stark and he hates unions and he's just a fucking asshole. Yeah. He's and, like, like- the perfect yeah. metaphor for San Francisco. Like in yes, the beginning, yes. like like SpaceX is so cool. And then like yes. a few years go by and it's like, oh. It's all surface level bullshit and it sounds cool. And then when you dig beneath the surface, you're like, oh, this is actually there's a lot of bad shit in here. Next there's a topic. lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next topic, we're talking about Mark Zuckerberg. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, although this is this is this next topic is exactly like uh, it's related to Mark Zuckerberg because you know he's such a hunk, and um, we're going to talk about love life. And he's such a handsome man. I mean, objectively, he's a ten out of ten. Abby, right? I mean, we can all yeah. agree. Model right next to Jeff Bezos. Yeah, he's the face of Facebook. Yeah, him, him and that angry thumb, Jeff Bezos. Is, uh, <laughs> such good looking men. 
so yeah, I guess we're going to talk about being single and COVID. So this will be a short topic because I don't have a lot. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I don't know. I, it, it's nice. To, it, it was nice last year to have an excuse. <laughs> to not date. Uh, yeah. Cause, uh, I just, I don't know. I, I haven't had like a meaningful. All right. Let's really think about this. Danielle's wedding was how long ago? Three, it'll be three years this September. Did you guys come for Juliet and, John, and James's wedding? Yeah, I did. When was that? Because I was dating Dee Dee for that. Yeah, that's right. Um, was that last year? Not last year. It would have been 2019. Uh, yeah, I think it was September two years ago. September of 2019. Okay. Yeah, that was the last time I was in a relationship. Yeah. So it's been a while. It's been seven years for me. Oh, my God. How are you? <laughs> you doing well, okay? I pay a therapist to talk about that, so I'm good. Uh, okay. So you do have a meaningful relation. No, I'm just kidding. I, I, by the way, I have a therapist too. That's all we talk about. Uh, yeah. So this is, speaking of downer topics, I thought we wanted to end with a with a lark. But uh, Well, it's not just dating and COVID sucks. It's that COVID really fucked up single people's sex life. True. Or, Okay. Okay, give me uh which one do you think is more do you think there will be more covid babies or covid divorces? Ooh, that's a good one. Babies cuz people are scared and they don't want to do it alone. True, and also a lot of those covid babies will lead to covid divorces unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> They're not mutually <laughs> we might exclusive. Virgin divorce that was very- years from now, like all the people who just stayed together because of COVID or had to, yeah. like, let's not forget that this puts a lot of people in a very shitty financial situation. Yeah. Like, oh, but I yeah. don't think there's a lot of divorces. I don't know. COVID. I oh, feel yeah. like there's a lot like, of people. Sure, I thought- it was like the realization, like, wow, why have I been putting up with this for so That's long? There has to be a lot of those. Yeah, I think so too. But there's also a lot of just your... You're stuck together with someone. There's a lot of extra fucking. So that means a lot yeah. of babies. Lots of fucking. Yeah. You know, I, it's like when I used to see like the majority of these little cruisers on my like year cruising were uh, a husband and wife team, for example. And I felt like, you know, just being trapped in this very small space with somebody, even if you love them, even if you yeah. know them or feel like you knew them, it's just. It's fucking hard. I don't think it's how we're designed to be because it's very hard. Exactly. Like I would either, I would see like either like the strongest couple I've ever seen in my life. Like I want to be them out of like, you know, maybe out of like one of a dozen. And then like the other dozen were like, I'd murder this person, but I love them. Haha. But like, I really want to murder them. (laughs) And the people that you see that are always just like hashtag like partner goals we're so in love all that stuff you're like i know that there's a dark side but you're just you're trying to you're like overdoing this like there's no fucking way this bliss is real yeah i don't even see that shit anymore because i deleted everything i will say that there was a point uh i've taken a break from it for a while but at the beginning of covid there was a period where like i re-downloaded the bumble app or whatever and started going back on i was like because i remember i remember like december of 2019 i just got my new job at the center or whatever. I like just pulled myself out of this tailspin of depression. Whatever. I was like, all right, 2020 is my fucking year. I'm going to get back in the dating pool. I'm going to do all this shit. It's going to be super great. I'm going to find someone, settle down. And then, you know, COVID happened or whatever. And it's like, oh, shit. Um, but it was kind of nice for a while because I downloaded Bumble and it was like COVID actually uh, provided a excuse to like 
like you, you would just immediately you'd do like the video chats or whatever. And it was kind of nice because it was just like instead of meeting up for coffee or going on a date, you'd have like a 15 minute it's virtual screener. coffee. Yeah, it was yeah. just like a little bit of like, OK, this like worth getting coffee, worth yeah. getting lunch, worth yeah. like in, or like, nope, not at all. Like we can just bypass this bullshit like neither of us, you know, whatever. So it was kind of nice to have this like uh, excuse to be like, well, we can't meet up in person. So like, let's just have a quick. Right. Whereas before it was rude if you offered that or you were weird, which is so yeah. funny. Like that actually kind of should be how it is. Like allowing technology to for real save us time. But finally when COVID hit, it was like socially acceptable to request a screening call. <laughs> yeah, a screening call. That's what they should, that should become normalized. Like that should be a normal thing about like, before we do like a full date, can we just like. A verify we're real people and like just see if there's something that doesn't just like instantly make us hate each other. I had one guy turn me down at the very beginning of COVID. I was like, oh yeah, like a park sounds good, but can we like meet over like on the phone just for like 20 minutes first? And he was like, oh, it doesn't seem and his response literally was like verbatim, oh, it doesn't seem like you're really into this. And then we eventually oh, I think he unmatched me. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking well, that, that's that's because that person was probably scamming or some bullshit. Um, question, Ben. This is totally out of curiosity. And um, like when you go on a first date with a girl, what's your protocol for like buying and all that? Uh I always try to. I mean, like, I if if it's a first date, I figure it's I don't know. I don't even know what the like right move is anymore, but I still think it's traditional and right to like offer to pay. So I always try to, but like if, if I always like leave the door open in case someone is like, no, 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 let's split this. Cause I know that's kind of uncomfortable putting someone in like a position of like making them pay for you or whatever. I'm like a first date when y'all don't really know each other. So like I try to, but like I kind of like do it in a way where if they want to like stop me, you know, they can. Yeah. So do you think you end up paying for the majority of your first dates? I don't know a time I've ever actually been stopped. Oh. (laughs) So yes, I've I've always, I've always paid. Me too. Not that I've been on a lot of dates, but I'm definitely a splitter on the first date. Not in a weird way. Like if he was like, oh no, no, like I really mean this. Like it's fine. It's just a drink. Then I'd probably allow it. Like I wouldn't be weird about it, but I, yeah, I don't expect them to pay. I don't. That would make me feel weird. Yeah. I was like, oh, here's the check. And you just stare at it until he picks it up. Yeah, that's fucking <laughs> I have I, always wanted to go on a date and then just be like, yeah, I was hoping you could, could cover this. I haven't eaten in like two days. And just like all of a sudden be like, yeah, no, sorry, I'm homeless. Like I don't have any money. Like I need you to cover it for me just to see how funny that would, reaction would be. But probably a terrible idea. Well, only if you didn't want a second date. Yeah, that would be a good <laughs> line if I was just like, this is not a match. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I went on a I went on a date once because I oh remember Ben you were with me and I asked that waiter for his um, yeah well, this was with Lily yeah and I, I, went, I remember what that dude looked like yeah and I went on a date with him and we got like a few drinks and oysters and when we went to go pay like I put my card down in the assumption that he was going to split it with me and he just like never put his card down. And I was, <laughs> Wow, this That's is, and cool. I didn't even like have a good time in the first place. And it was just like, this is fucking awful. But then I proceeded to go to a second location with him. And that was not smart for <laughs> obvious reasons. Because yes, I think he smart. thought I was into it and I was just not. And he's uh, like, just so this nice. Chick, this chick is like buying me dinner, taking yeah. me to the next She's place. Like, like, like radio band like, show. It's going to be my sugar mama. Awful, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I can't wait to get out of here. And I'm sorry, I'm just a polite Wisconsinite. This yeah. is what they teach us to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. Heady. He was probably like, maybe I'll, maybe I'll let her blow me later. Like, probably getting it like all big in his head. Like, oh, yeah, I'm killing this. Yeah, no, he like kissed me without asking and I pulled away and I was like, I think I'm going to go now. Okay, cool. Bye. Never talk to him again. I was just about to ask, was that the only, okay, that was the only. I don't, this might be somewhat COVID related, but just like the number of potential dates, like, like the quality ones, I feel like are very, very low at the moment. Like, I wish I could, I have some screenshots I could share with you from recent hinge conversations where it's just like, <laughs> and this isn't like though, oh, once in a while, it's funny. Haha. It's like, oh my God, every single guy I've been matching with recently in this city. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I don't, I feel bad over generalizing about an entire population, but it's bad out here. They fucking suck. <laughs> they suck so so much are you more hopeful marie in uh well and elsa in in the cities you are going to i mean to be honest like i've been on two dates uh since i've lived in san francisco like actual dates that one was that dude and the other was (laughs) another like app situation and i'm just like not I'm like ready, I think, to prioritize that part of my life, but I am not into the app. So I'm just hoping that I can like meet somebody in a different way. Cause I just, I can't, you know, you know me, Ben, it takes me a minute to be myself. I do not, I'm not an open book by any means. And I just like those, the app situations are just so contrived and I just cannot be myself and I fucking hate it. So and I and I don't know what the dating pool is like in San Diego, but I imagine there's probably some hot surfers. I'm trying to get. I was at. just about to say, you're totally going to get some hot. <laughs> Take surfers. a surfing lesson, yeah. And also, for the record, I agree. The apps are not helping anybody. Yeah, they're not helping me at least. Let's just say that. Like, no, I hate them. I hate them. And if you want to date well, any other way, you do need to leave San Francisco because yeah. that's basically the only way anybody yeah. meets anybody. And yeah. even then, not really. I'll match with so many guys and talk to them, and not a single one will ask me on a date. Like, yeah. I am always the one that asks for it, which is yeah. fine. It's just weird. Yeah. I'd, that is I'd, so I'm, weird to me. I'm not into it, Ben. I do not understand. Is that some like uh, Cali negging bullshit where it's like too many guys are trying to be like pickup artists or something like that? Because that sounds insane to me that you guys can't get like asked out on dates. Well, and there's a lot of shit where like you'll match with the guy and then like 24 hours later they'll unmatch with you. And it's just like, <laughs> okay, cool. So what are you just like swiping? F- I don't know. And it's just so well, dumb. Fair, half of them could be bots or something. Pictures of me and like that's enough. And then we have to go. I don't know. I fucking hate it. It's yeah. fucking weird. Well, to be fair, the only thing I will ever say uh, in defensive of the dating apps, because I don't have a ton of a defense of them, I, I think it's just dating in general sucks because like the alternative of like going and try to meet people at a bar uh, is also kind of equally shitty sometimes. Like I, I would I would say like it's just like dating kind of sucks when you're just like trying to prospect regardless yeah. of it or whatever. It's just a different form of it. Um, and sometimes people get lucky on this. Sometimes we get people lucky at the bars. Sometimes you get lucky meeting someone at the gym or whatever. It's just a different medium, I guess, but it, it is weird. It's just, it's, it's we're we are definitely living in like a black mirror world. 
Right. Yeah. It's very hard to put yourself out there. I understand how scary that is. And I think technology has allowed us to not have to do it so much. And we retreated to the safer space because it's like, well, I could always date online or something. And just, just people aren't as open as they used to be to each other in person. Yeah. Regardless of where you are. It's this weird world where you have the internet allows you to have the world at your fingertips, which like sounds good and it largely is good. But also it makes you have the world at your fingertips without having to go out into the world, which I don't know if that's good for society, for a bunch of people to be able to like experience the world from their basement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I'm reading this book called The Circle, which I know is an old book, but it's, this is really starting to align with like the chapter I'm on. (laughs) What's, what's it about? Um, It's kind of, it's sort of, it's like this futuristic uh, like I would say maybe like a Facebook, Google situation, but it's this company that has become one for all, like every large social company, you know, now is essentially merged into this one and how they think that, um, they said like their brand is like secret or lies and ultimate transparency is the only way to truth. Like privacy is robbing other people of moments they could have. And it's, it's bizarre, but it's like, not bizarre enough where I think, oh, this would never happen. Like it's kind of terrifyingly uh, accurate sometimes. We are getting to. We're back to cur- the tech talk. Back to the dating. Back to the dating. Yes, yes. Hey, um, tangents. Like I said before, tangents are not only accepted on this; they are encouraged. We are going to talk about weird shit week to week. I just There's like no I way. honestly say I don't have much to talk about recently dating wise because it's been a long time. Well, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I, I don't. I don't it's such a weird time to like, I feel like it's weird for people in relationships. I feel like it's weird for single people. It's just fucking weird times for everybody. I'm also yeah. like, we're not living to date. Like we have. That's also that we appreciate. Like we're not like one. I don't know. I'm not yeah. just, I don't feel like an empty half looking for my other puzzle. That's piece. Exactly, well, there's, there's, that's, there's, yeah. That's exactly how I feel. And I feel like there's so much pressure for women to like, you can't just, I mean, it's, it's different now, but there's still this pressure. Like, I can't tell you how often I get the question of like, are you dating anyone? Do you want kids? Yeah. Are you going to get married? And yeah. it's like, why are you fucking only asking me that? Like, no, I'm not dating anyone. No, I don't want kids. And if I marry someone or not, it has nothing to do with what I have to offer the world and the people I love. So fuck that. I'm like so sick of the patriarchy. A hundred percent. It's like, who cares what those answers are? But for me, it's like, why don't you ask me about my job? Yeah. Like there's something wrong with me. Cause I'm still single. Ask or me something. about my friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, not, only, not, not only that it's, it's, uh, Look, if you want to have a kid, have a kid. That's great. But it, but like to people who don't want to have a kid, if you want to have a child-free life or something like that, that drastically changes timelines of everything. Like if yeah. you're not planning on having totally. a kid, and you're like, well, if I'm not going to have a kid, like I'm not going to settle for some like not in a uh, B minus person that I'm just yeah. like, well, whatever. I gotta crank out a kid before X Y Z or whatever. So I'll do it now. Yeah. Like no, you want to get the right person. And if you're in no rush, and if you're not having a kid, like that just changes your timeline. But people who have kids or whatever, like just don't accept that yeah it's like well you should be in the same situation i am in and it's like well maybe i will someday but i don't intend to have a kid so my life will be quite different from yours so our timelines are different yeah i think my my dad does this to me a lot and like i love my dad i have so much respect for him and i think this is just like a generational thing but like you know he'll be like oh you know how's the how how's the dating life have you met anyone and you really don't want kids is that sure what you are you sure that's what you want or like a few months ago, we were talking about 
purchasing property. And he's like, yeah, you know, you can start off with a small house, but then you'll want to get a bigger house so you can make room for your kids. And I was like, I've, I've fucking told you, I don't know how many times that I don't want kids like happy to have a spare bedroom for you or my niece and nephew, but I don't need an extra room for the kids that I'm not going to have, you know, like there's just like this expectation that that's something I'm, I'm supposed to desire. Like secretly she always has wanted it and maybe just feels like she can't get it. And it's, you know, her course, it comes from a place of love. He wants to make sure you could have everything you want. And it's just so it's hard to disengage from like the, Oh, she's like, it's like you're single either because like you want to be or it's an accident. Like, yeah, uh, I hate it. Or you're not putting. Well, he's he's, pro- he's projecting his his wants on what he assumes is normal versus what your actual wants are. Yeah, I mean, I think it's again, like it's definitely generational. You know, like I don't think my mom really. My mom, I think, always wanted to be a mom, but I don't think there was a lot of choice for her about not wanting to have kids. It just is like something you just did. Right. And I think now it's different. Like our generation were as women were allowed to say like, oh, you know, I don't think I want that. Or I want to be a, I want to be a single mom. You know, I want to have a kid regardless if I'm married or have a partner. Yeah. I want to um, design my life in a way that doesn't necessarily yeah. fit into the one or two options you've given us. Yeah. What's so crazy to me is I feel like that is Obviously, I would I would imagine most of our friends in our age group in our circle like would hear that and be like, well, that's insanely logical and reasonable and all that stuff, you know, like, of course, of course. But it's crazy to think about. So I always think about my grandma. My grandma's 102. So she was born in what would that be? Fucking 1919 or something like that. And to think about. Uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is what, when people think about history, I, I, I feel like they forget that, like, even people that are alive today, like the amount of change in the world is staggering to think about like, like the expectations of say my grandma when she was growing up and all that stuff. Like it was just an expectation. Like she worked on the farm. She was going to have kids. Like it was just all this stuff or whatever, you know, like it was just like, uh, she grew up during the great depression, all that shit. So it was like, I remember when I was growing up or whatever, she'd eat whole apples, like core and all, and like lick the bone cleans and stuff because like she was a kid, she was a kid during the great depression. Fucking thing or whatever. And it was like, like there's so much goodness in that generation because they were put through such harsh times going back to the, what I was saying before, great men create good or great people create good, whatever, all all that, that cyclic pendulum bullshit or whatever. But like it created this super weak generation of the boomers because like they had the best seventies, uh, 70 year run of any generation fucking ever um, and don't appreciate the gigantic benefits that were given to them by their generation before them. They think they earned everything. Um, but it's like, so, okay, that was a side rant, but my point being is like, there is this weird, like, I, I feel like it's disrespectful to not give credit to the amount of progress we have, but also it's a weird side thing where it's like, we also don't appreciate the change in a hundred years. And I know that's really super easy for me to say that as like a white dude or whatever, but like it is something that needs to be like appreciated because it is crazy as fuck to me to think about like culturally how different the world is in a hundred years. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, things have changed, but I don't know if that means we're in a good place. I mean, I think it's like, it's easy, even like as a white woman, it's easy for me to say like, yeah, it's better for me than it was for my mom. And I hope it's better for my niece, but like, we're all white people. And it's like, 
that the progress has only been made for certain people. Like not That's everybody not has seen okay. that progress. And so I think it's a little bit unfair. I know, I know this is a, is a very uncomfortable and controversial thing to say, but Okay, the progress is across the board. I am not, whenever I say, people always, like Joe always calls me on this. When I say things are better, I don't mean they're good. It's not an indictment. It's not a compliment to the present. Yeah. It's an indictment on the past. I'm not saying things are good. And obviously progress for certain populations are very different than other populations or whatever. But any population, like, I'm sorry, like racism now is better than it was. And like, that's not saying it. Well, I think it's well. Just then you you are not appreciating how racist the world was. Like, I'm sorry. Like it, it, like the world has always been a hateful, murderous, racist place. I'm I'm not saying that it's good now. I am not saying that in any capacity. We have a very hateful, racist world or whatever. But all I'm saying is, I personally believe it's very disrespectful to like ignore the progress because like. I'm sorry. Like we're not we're not openly lynching people. Like I'm not trying to be like well, one uh, defend white America probably, or something like that. But like it's undeniably better. Well, one would argue that actually Derek Chauvin's boot on George Floyd's neck was a noose. So I actually don't. Okay. I, I mean, okay, but you're using you're using uh, uh, like again. I'm not saying that fucked up things don't happen. I'm not saying that that wasn't a tragedy. I'm not saying that there aren't modern day lynchings, but it's undeniably less. It's undeniably different. It's undeniably not uh, as open as and accepted as it was. I'm not saying we're 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 starting a backward cycle right now where we might go backwards. It really does seem like that right now. I'm just saying, like well, we talked about when people say it's the worst it's ever been, that's just not true. It's just not. I didn't. I don't think it's the worst it's ever been, but I don't know how much progress we've made. Does it look different? Yeah, it does look different. It's like how do you measure progress? We haven't like. We well, have that is to, true. Like, racism does. Racism does evolve. Racism progress. does evolve. I will give you that. Like racism always rebrands and then has like new forms and all that. Right. Shit. I'll it's give like you that. it moves into a more insidious place that's harder. I think like what we're expressing here is that like what feels like progress on the surface sometimes still in like your day to day life it's not still any better. You're still fighting against the same things, but now in ways that are even harder to fight against because they are like deep, deep down and but, hidden but and layered. But wouldn't you, like, I, I get all that. And I'm not denying that, that, that like deep seated stuff isn't still there and it manifests itself differently and all that. I get, I, I do. I mean, I get it as much as I can. I can't fully understand it, but I'm just saying like, if you're just looking at it from a historical perspective, if it's undercover, like to me, that's still progress from out in the open. Like that doesn't mean it's solved. That doesn't mean it's good. It just means like an F to a C minus is improvement. It's not good. You're still, you still have a long way to go. You're not getting into college. Like it's not a fucking good thing, but we went from a 0% to a 50. Maybe how about this? We went from a zero to a 50. So we're still flunking, but we're on the precipice of a D. I, yeah. I, and it's still all about how you measure it because I think that it's too, like, sure. Yeah. I, maybe numbers wise, numbers wise. Yeah. Like let's say the percentage of uh, the black population that was enslaved is larger than the percentage of the black population that is still enslaved, but in prisons. Like it's just um, sure. Like I think maybe that. Yeah. But we have, we have, we have better, women and people of color from every community. There are more people in power from those communities now than there ever has been in this country. I'm not saying that they're still not getting ignored. I'm not saying that the progress is there, but I'm just saying structurally from a point of 
positions of power, it is, I think, undeniably the best we've ever been. Now, I think that we are at a point where they uh, they are realizing this. Like, if you want to act about like, why did everything in the last five years just happen? It's because the GOP realizes this and they realize they're losing power and they realize this when Obama got in power that, oh my God, black people, women, people of color or whatever. This is why all of this is happening because it's a freak out about who's going to have power or whatever. My point being though, is that that power is real, that we have, we have black caucuses now. We have women, like I think Congress and Senate is the highest percentage of women we've ever had in our entire lives. We have more women of color. We have more men of color in positions of leadership, CEOs, business leaders. I'm not saying that it's good. And I'm saying we have a long ways to go, but like that power is fucking important. Like decision makers being as diverse as it's ever been is the only way, like when we were talking about the threshold stuff before, how we get through it is having more voices in the room, having all that stuff or whatever. And really to me, all we got to do is wait out these fucking old white people, like the Lindsey Graham's of the world and just like, <laughs> just wait them out and we'll but be fine. Reading. Okay. Well, how about this? What do you think about the statement that maybe we have, we're doing close to the, like, like we're getting better within the current system though. I feel like it still comes back to the system. I think I th- eventually we're going to have to reset a bunch of what the like parameters well, are. Okay. So you bring up a very good point. I am talking about cultural victories. You, you are actually are very correct in political and policy victories. We are crazy behind and there are so many things that we're, we're lacking on. I think cultural victories as a country, like it's a, it's a, hard time to make this argument because you know trump was just president and like he almost won again that and all that not stuff. A cultural victory for us all <laughs> I, I i actually kind of disagree with that though because all of this stuff was here before trump this right, was like, the last showdown the i mean i guess if i have to choose a silver lining because i didn't get to choose my own adventure like sure <laughs> if it for so if one day i can say man at least he really like got this shit over with faster like more to the top sure I, I have had this, I've said this from the beginning. I do actually think Trump will make America great again. Oh. Not the way he sees it. Uh, it's because he exposed so much of the problems that we're actually going to finally fix it because we're finally talking about <gasps> shit that we just ignored for 60 goddamn years yeah. in this country in like the modern world or whatever. And we just like, finally people are being like, oh, I guess the GOP is kind of full of shit. They were kind of nice before. And like, I thought that that fun actor in the suit looked good. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, I guess they're just insane people who believe, you know, Democrats eat baby blood. And uh, so all we have to do is just survive another 20 years without these people taking over. And I think we'll be fine. But the sad thing is, I think these people actually might take over. Well, maybe he'll cut. Here's it. Okay. Well, if he, I would say if Trump tries to seize power in another 10 years or so, oh, Trump won. Hitler's beer hall push. And then if he fails, then maybe we're on like the right path. See, maybe. see, like, you're, see I, I'm first off, great, great reference. Glad, glad you brought up the beer hall push. I'm not worried about Trump getting reelected because I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to have so much goddamn legal trouble between. I'm he's terrified. Easy, hopefully. I am terrified of someone like Tucker Carlson getting yeah. elected. Oh like that's my God. biggest fear is that there's a young guy who can take over the Trump cult and be the next Trump who's not demented and is smart enough to shut up when he has to shut up. All the things Trump couldn't do because he's like an actual sociopath. And like if they just had a Tucker Carlson who could like speak the part and like like just do all the white supremacist stuff but on the DL more so than him. That is the type of like person that terrifies me moving forward because I think someone like Tucker Carlson could get elected in 2024 or 2028 or 
2032. And like, I'm not really worried about Trump anymore. I'm worried about what he started, but I'm not worried about him actually becoming like president again. Or what he highlighted. Yeah. Yeah. But like, there will be the cult lead, like, like, uh, L. Ron Hubbard passed it to to David Miscavige, and David Miscavige, the, the new leader of Scientology, is almost scarier than fucking L. Ron Hubbard. I'm worried about the <laughs> GOP equivalent of David Miscavige. Like, I'm worried about the dude who takes over the Trump cult. I think That's we're going what into me. another. Um, there's a whole episode. Discussion. So. I mean, there's yeah, always going to be a Tucker Carlson, right? Like, I'm always going to scream about Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk. Any closing remarks here? On a scale of zero to 10, how good a lady do you think Tucker Carlson is? Because I'm going to rate him at about a one. <laughs> no, I thought he was like a nine and a half when I did. He's oh, the type of person who, uh, <laughs> really he's the type of person who on a date, if you went on a date with him and you pulled out your, uh, your card, yeah. he would let you pay. For sure. Fucking douche. Thank you for that. I was trying to bring Tucker, Carl- Tucker Carlson back into the dating convo, really just close the loop on this dating <laughs> So how many Tucker Carlson tech bros are like, is that just like 50% of the men out there? Oh, I have like a fantastic screenshot from Hinge. I could read to you that like perfectly encapsulates that. Um, (laughs) Well, just for a little context, this guy's uh, profile said he was about to hike the PCT uh, Pacific Coast Trail. And I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, privileged all Obviously, he can like leave work for a year and just go like hike the fuck around. But he seemed nice. No, so that's super know. cool. Though. That that that's a that's a cool thing. Objectively, that it's a fucking cool thing. Totally. So he he liked me, and so I read his profile and I responded. I said, "Oh, you excited for your trek?" And he says, "So excited, but so much to do before I leave." My response was, "This was topical at the time. This was a few weeks ago. Trying to squeeze in a vaccine before you leave. Not that you'll be in a lot of human contact scenarios, I imagine. Ha ha." And his response was, "No, I'm a holistic health practitioner and choosing not to receive this experimental injection. I support natural immunity and terrain theory over germ theory." And he ended with an emoji of of a man with his hands in the air as if even he knew how much bullshit he had just spewed me once. (laughs) Like, this is what we're dealing with here. So that's the type of answer where I'm like, where does that, like, I don't even know what that answer reflects on him. Like, is this a left guy is this a right guy i mean i like the political spectrum is kind of a quadrant but like right like he went so far left he looped back around to the right yeah yeah like like you're like oh my god is this guy a just diehard liberal is he an anti-vaxxer like what that that could be a lot of things well that's fun so uh so this is the this is your new boyfriend right I really wish I could just show this screenshot to my grandmother when she asks me why, like, if I'm dating any, I want, actually, that's not fair. She's very respectful. Now that I think about it, I do think that my family has backed off, maybe given up. I don't know. But I I sense a level of uh, respect about my life and my choices, which I appreciate. (laughs) But, you know, when people are like, oh, are you dating? I want to just be like, well, I'm like, this is what happens when I try. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I think we can just all agree that dating just in general is. Yeah. I've come across. It's fun at times, but it's, very it's mostly a headache. Jaded. Uh, I feel like I've been a very angry person on this podcast. I've out angered both y'all. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's all right. I, I've 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 been depressing and uh, and and nihilistic. So we'll we'll. This is a uh, never going to be an uplifting podcast. If, if, if you walk away from this depressed, that's I, I accomplished my goal. This was fun, Ben. Thanks for having us. Fun. Thank yeah, you for all for be being my, my pilot inaugural uh, thing. Are you guys going to be guests again moving forward? Big mams, you bet. Big mams. I need to. Elsa, you got to come up with, yeah, it's got to be a liter, like have alliteration too. I don't know what E Elsa, uh, let's see. On the I'll spot, give me a nickname, Ben. Nah, I'll come up with one. I'm, I'm, all right, I'm a yeah. nickname guy. I'm, I'm, uh, it's going to be a trend on this podcast that I'm doing a lot of nicknames. Awesome. I think the only rule is you can't make your own nickname. So I, I accept what's coming. Well, that's really lame because I already called myself for City Benjamin. So yes. <laughs> I, I generally agree with you, but uh, I totally did it to myself. So that's pretty How about lame. just rather the best nicknames are given? That's true. That's true. I gave a, can I tell you real quick and then we'll, we'll end this? Uh, my, my favorite nickname I've ever given to someone? Please. I think Marie, I've told you the story about buckets. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, good old buckets, Adam. I hope you're listening. Uh, Adam <laughs> King. Adam King was his name. Great uh, name. At, better name than buckets. And uh, when I worked with the at the dorms maintenance, we we did a lot of nicknames. Like there was always a rookie class, and we kind of fucked with them a lot or whatever. It was kind of like an ongoing joke. And buckets was trying to get really like he was trying to like give nicknames. He was trying to get in on it. Like when we were suggesting nicknames for the new people or whatever, which he was part of that new crew. And he sat down on a bucket, like, while we were doing this. And I was like, well, in that case, you're going to be fucking buckets, man. Oh, he fucked and up. <laughs> he fucked up. And he was like, no, nah, that's stupid or whatever. But if you want, like, uh, in high school, everybody called me baller. And we were like, no, <laughs> no fucking way. Like, we are not doing that. And because of that, you just said that we're calling you buckets. Like, buckets was like a joke answer. But now, because you hate it, it's a thing. And to the point of where that guy was known as buckets to fucking, I can't even believe that I remember his name was answered. Because, like. <laughs> His name on his like like sign in sheet and like his radio walkie and like his like ID badge and shit was buckets. Like our bosses buckets. called him buckets. <laughs> yeah. So love you, Adam. He was a cool guy, but we're never ever gonna call you baller. Yeah, love bad. you, buckets. Yeah. Sorry about your super cool name. We don't care about buckets. All right. Well, I think we're gonna uh, any any topic suggestions for future programs. Uh, if I don't have guests, can I count on you two for next week? Yep. I'll be here been fun thank you all so much i'm gonna end this right now uh y'all should just stay on go back on discord in a second thanks ben thank you love y'all